Welcome. New and improved. Great job. Thank you. Yeah. I was very excited. Lovely. It's been Ages. so long. Welcome to the month of October, everyone. Happy Welcome. October, everybody. This is currently the month of October. We're recording it. Mm-hmm. Of course. We just watched The Golem, but we're normally when we do this, I forgot to do this this time, but I, I want to I want us to record before we watch the movie Yeah, a little bit and just say what we're watching and then we'll say, let's go do it. And then I'll, that's where I'll play the intro, which I'll play in just a second. But usually, you know, we'll talk right before, play the intro that I've done and then discuss the movie. This time... We're doing things a little bit different. We're doing it a little bit fucked up. Yeah. So it is the it's this is Escape from Amityville. It's movie number one. That's right. Season number two, movie number one. Mm-hmm. Uh I know you've all been waiting. We're out of Amityville and in To the Frying Pan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh so The Golem, originally released as The Golem, How He Came Into the World premiered on October 29, 1920. The Golem film we're reviewing today is one of three Golem films directed by Paul Wegener. The other two films are considered to be lost, although pieces of the first film have been found in recent years, including the entire second reel, which was discovered in an archive alongside lost scenes from Metropolis. Unfortunately, this is common, as over 90% of all movies made before 1929 are thought to be lost forever. Director Paul Wagner co-wrote The Golem with Henrik Galeen and stars as the titular Golem, as he did in the two preceding films. This movie is a prequel to the first lost film, and is based off of a 1915 book by Gustav Mayrink. The Golem falls into the genre of German romantic cinema. As the world in the movie is meant to be similar to the real world, it distinguishes itself from expressionist films like The Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Cinematographer Carl Freund would go on to have an impressive career in film and television, being the cinematographer for Metropolis, Dracula, and even I Love Lucy. He also directed The Mummy in 1932. In film history, this movie and the two lost films are considered to be the first movie trilogy ever made. In addition, this was likely the first prequel film ever made. Wegner's Golem is also thought to be one of the first cinematic icons of horror. Today, The Golem has 3.6 out of 5 on Letterboxd, 7.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 82% on Google. Translated to our Completely True Stories rating system, it has an average of 8.15. Nice. All right. I'm feeling educated. I just learned a few things I didn't know. Very educational. That's that's the point of this is is, uh, edutainment Mm -hmm. is what this is. You're Mm going to learn, but you're also going to have some fun with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this this is a pretty good little movie. I liked it. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I don't know. I Personally, I'm not a big fan of silent films. And I I, I think I think a good reason why I'm not is because of the way that our professors went about showing us silent films. 
in film school. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it left a very bad taste in my mouth because of, I've watched a couple silent films on my own volition. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the experience has been much better. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I, I'd say a lot of the stuff I've been, like, shown by schools and, you know, stuff like that mm-hmm. for educational purposes, which is, like, for a lot of people, the only contact they have with the silent era. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, it's been largely negative. <laughs> yeah. Um, lots of, like, you know, a lot of it is because they show you the, the German expressionist type stuff, Caligari, mm-hmm. and, you know, then there's other stuff like Man with a Movie Camera mm-hmm. that, you know, is M. like... Yes, yes. Well, no, that is talking at the end. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's, it's I guess, a big chunk my of bad, it. My bad, my bad. A big chunk bad, of it's silent, though. I, I'm sorry. But um, I, that stuff's, like, historically significant. Mm-hmm. But uh, in my opinion, it can be pretty dull. Um, mm-hmm. Especially just not really prefaced with much of anything. You know, it's just yeah. like, here's this. Here it was go. made this a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just being presented with that without any, um, I don't know, w- without any context as for why it's important. Mm-hmm. And also, like, I think just being a little bit older and a little more calm has helped me enjoy silent films more yeah. because right, you know, right when we got into film school, I wanted to make movies. I didn't want to sit down and watch something with no dialogue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway... Uh, before we get too far, I want to make the distinction that we watched the the version with music by Lucas, quote unquote, Wudek, Polzak. Yeah, we and will be referring him to him as Wudek. Yes, that's, that's Wudek, and Wudek. that was kind of a blind pick for us because there it comes with three. We got the the Kino Lorber mm-hmm. edition, mm-hmm. and it comes with three different soundtracks, yeah. scores, whatever they are for silent movies. And we just picked that one because Wudek made us laugh. Yeah, Wudek had a had a nickname, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which is something he had over the other two, whose names I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. I think one of them was Stephen, Stephen mm-hmm. something. But who cares? Anyway, I think we made the right choice. I really, yeah. really enjoyed. It was one of these ones, uh, you know, that you can just hear is is a lot newer. Mm-hmm. Done, you know, more recently. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of like electronic components to it mm-hmm. but uh yeah it was pretty strong i think it helped the movie out a lot i mean i think you know in general the music does a lot of heavy lifting yeah and yeah. is and uh they really put a lot into it you know in yeah. terms of like making you feel stuff pretty great i was like really surprised um and there was a lot of variety in it mm-hmm. a lot of no no two scenes sounded the same no yeah you kept it helped out a lot because, you know, even when they're good, I, I really don't have a ton of patience when it comes to short, not short films, when it comes to silent films. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just because maybe I'm, I don't have a great attention span and I'm just a, yeah, mm-hmm. modern viewer. But, uh, you know, like I like, you know, Charlie Chaplin stuff is fun mm-hmm. and good. You know, I think but... a lot of silent films is like the, the reason that we don't connect as strongly is because in, in like an artistic sense, there's a lot more fumbling around than we're used to. Yeah. Yeah. They're still figuring out like exactly. There's, there's a lot of fat mm-hmm. on there. They don't, or they didn't 
really distill the stories in the same way that we do now. Yeah, yeah. So in other words, they're stupider. Mm-hmm. Stupider than us, and we are yeah. smarter. Um, it, it's it's comparing, to, uh, you know, a, a genetically engineered banana to, uh, you know, the small ones that there used to be with, like, seeds in them and stuff. Yeah, yeah, plantains. You it's... know, we're just not, you know, we're going to pick the new banana every time, but... Mm-hmm. Um, this was a nice banana with some good music. Yeah. By Wu Deck. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, and I don't know if it's because it hasn't like started to wear on me at this point in most silent films, but like, you know, like the first half is always like, I'm always a little more dazzled. I don't know if it's like that silent films tend to like sort of lose their steam as they get to the end, but I always feel like with like Caligari and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like by the like the last third of it, I'm always like, oh, you know, okay, I'm really starting to lose interest, or like the visuals are less like always seem like less solid to mm-hmm. me, partially because it I feel like a, a lot of these end with like chases. They do end with for, a lot of chases. Yeah, well, that's like for me, I kind of feel the opposite. Like I feel like the only exciting parts are at the end, really, and towards the beginning it's just a lot of like get to the fucking point mm-hmm, mm. you know a lot of people standing around in rooms you can't fucking tell them apart because you know personalities don't really come across as great mm-hmm. without being able to hear their voices and stuff yeah this was great it was uh dazzling yeah i'd say there was a lot of great costume design one thing i didn't mention in the intro is that uh this movie is kind of known for its bad portrayal of jewish people or like just extremely inaccurate yeah i was i was that was sort of like i was like watching it a little bit like uh, you know like Mm -hmm. is this it doesn't quite say that they're evil no i and it's it's kind of a pro-jewish movie i would or it's at least taking the the point of view of the jewish people i definitely wouldn't call it anti-semitic or anything it's just they don't it's just very clear that uh Paul Wegener did not know real Jewish people. Yeah. He yeah. thinks they're like Merlin. Like, yeah, you know, they, they can, can conjure spirits and stuff. Yeah. They show the really king fun. their magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Slightly different church meetings. Yeah. The big... <laughs> I wish Jews were like this. I'll say that. Yeah, it'd be pretty That'd cool. That'd be fucking sick if they could, Make you know, golems. wear pointy hats and cast spells and shit. Yeah, it'd be great. It'd be mm-hmm. cool. I'd convert, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Get rid of Christianity. This is this sucks. There's a a part when they're when the emperor puts out the edict, telling the Jews they have to leave, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, they killed Jesus. Uh, they've got a lust for property, right? Of course, they do black magic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they've got to get out of here." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we just can't have you out of here. And he sends his, his faithful squire, Florian, mm-hmm. to deliver this edict. Yeah, Florian's the only character besides the golem himself, uh, whose name I remember. Yeah. And that's just because the golem's name is Golem. Yeah, it's like, a, you know, there's that. And then I, I can't even remember them giving, you know, there's like the rabbi. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they even give him like a name. I like, think they do. I think I think it was Rabbi Lowe or something. Oh, it was. It was. Yeah. But like, there's the girl and then the other guy. Yeah, the fucking. I was calling him Igor. 
Yeah, which is sort of the role he plays. Yeah, Proto-Igor. Proto-Igor. When I was doing my research on this, I heard there, a bunch of people were saying, like, this influenced uh, the Frankenstein story. And I was like, mm. well, that was written in the fucking 1800s, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, like, the legend of the golem, like, the, the idea... Maybe. ...of the golem influenced... And maybe this movie influenced the movie of Frankenstein. Maybe, but I feel like but... Frankenstein was one... Well, I don't know. Maybe like, but I mean, there are some like overlapping, mm-hmm. you know, sort of structural and like idea things, especially with the stuff like him like going up to a kid and being friendly. Yeah, to and the, kid. Uh, the whole like creation scene. Yes, yes, that is very similar in tone. Yeah, and then um, also just the idea. I don't know, it, the sort of peep a crowd. Going mm, after, yeah, being in know. like an old timey village and stuff. Yeah, I see the similarities. There's a lot of overlap, but I, I think don't... a lot of that is just that with an idea like this, mm-hmm. that's. I think at the time, like horror was kind of that, like a yeah. village of people and like someone or something that kills one person at a time, and yeah, mob gets them, yeah, gets after them. These are just kind of like stock. I. Trips. I will say one thing. I think the the movie. I thought it was going to end like this, and I think it would have been better. But like just before it does end, that shot of all the little girls sitting on the golem mm-hmm. and like holding flowers and stuff. Like that would have been such a great image to end on. Yeah, it would have been wonderful. I, I was hoping that I was like, this is nice, like mm-hmm. cool, you know, like just a bunch, like that's a nice like little something to think about. But it's also just like you know, a really good visual. Yeah, it's like a perfect visual to like, like you know, call all it on. these innocent children sitting on this like dormant killing machine. Yeah, really yeah. cool, really fucking cool. A but little... then it ends like just after that. Yeah, on like they... a much more surface level. Mm-hmm. Like we did it. The golem is no more. It's like why? Uh, yeah, I. But. It's Either whatever. way, the visual was great. It's nice. This movie looks really nice. Like, you know, that's one thing about, like, the silent film, you know, in comparison with some of the stuff that comes in the decades following. It's like there's such, I don't know, I'm going to sound pretentious, but it's like there's, like, a very different sort of, like, approach to creating an image. Individual you know? images, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because there's, like, a different, you're delivering information in a way different Mm-hmm. way you know you're not doing it in tandem yeah it's something if you want words to be understood then they have to be taken a- away from the image mm-hmm. in their own you know so you know a lot of this stuff is is uh it's just it, it's i don't know it's just like a, a slightly different way of like absorbing a story mm-hmm. through like visual information in a way that you know i, I think is cool and um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was great. I think in terms of performances, we got some really good ones. Um, that's cool knowing that the golem is kind of like the first, like slasher horror yeah, monster. Yeah, like kind of cool. Yeah. Um, his performance. I mean, yeah, by today's standards, it's pretty like cheesy like he's yeah. always mugging and he's got his eyes really wide looks and he's like always will sasso he looks like will sasso famous comedian um Vine three star. stooges star <laughs> but 
he was like solid. That I kept thinking of RoboCop mm-hmm. when I watched him like walk around. There's just a lot of that. I don't know. He's carrying a lot of the movie in the way that he his moves. body moves. Yeah, yeah. A lot um, of the performances in the that. rabbi character. The main rabbi character was awesome. Yeah, he was great. He felt like somebody out of like. I don't know, like one of the the Disney Renaissance movies or something. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Like he's got a lot of character to him, mm. and the guy playing him has a really distinct look. I don't know if his eyes were blue or something, but they looked really different yeah. compared to everybody else's. Yeah, yeah. Florian, Florian, you can't forget Florian. Yeah, he he's he, got he's got enough drip for the whole cast. He really does. The way they got him stanced up, you know, it's that very you know sort of Renaissance. Like I'm in tights. And, you know, mm-hmm. I'm hand he on looks hips. like a Peter Pan yes. character. He does. He's got a massive feather in his hat. Mm-hmm. When he shows up, it's waggling like a full foot above his head. They've got so many great hats in this movie. One of the best hat movies of all time. The the summoning the spirit scene yes. when the rabbi puts on his chef hat with like all the drawings on it. Yes. Iconic hat. Cooking it up. <laughs> Cooking up a, 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 a golem. That's right. There's some pretty cool effects in this too. Speaking of the that you know, scene in particular was like, really great. Re- there's like a, a a transition. We both like out loud commented mm-hmm. on it, but like he uh, creates like a little ring of fire. He's beginning the invocation or whatever, mm-hmm. and he like I think he like throws up his arms, and they they just they cut really really well. Well, he's he has like a wand. And he's like drawing the circle, and right as he finishes drawing the circle, the circle turns into like a, a circle of flames. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's really, really smooth. Uh-huh. Like the cut. There's is... a, a part when he turns, uh, when he holds the wand, and then they they cut really fast, and it turns into like a star that he's holding sideways. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty it's cool. All, it's all really nice. The floating There's... head was really, really fucking cool. Yeah, that was a great. That's just a great image, and like the way that he reveals the the word mm-hmm. that the he proje- needs. He's like he's blowing like, smoke. Yeah, and then it like appears in this out or like the smoke. They try to make like the smoke forms into these words, mm-hmm. but they're like project. Yeah, it's great. It's, it's so, really cool. It's innovative and fun. Those flames floating around them at that mm. one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fireballs. Yeah, awesome. Really, really cool stuff. Like I don't know. It's hard to tell if people are going to be watching these movies with, I mean, it's a tall order to ask that, you know, our pre-existing audience go out and watch all of these, but, you know, so I don't, I don't know if, if the people listening are just not going to watch the movies at all, or mm-hmm. if it's going to be people who have watched the Golem and are looking for reviews of it that are going <laughs> to find it. Right. So... Go do your homework. I, but Go yeah, what I what I'm trying to get at is I encourage anybody to watch this. It's worth watching. It it's like a It's pretty cool. It's a it's, it's a good October movie. Yeah, and it's nicely paced too. Mm-hmm. Like it really it hits some great like it doesn't like slow down at any point. And there's not a lot of bullshit either. Like Mm-mm. it's it's a nice short enjoyable movie. Yeah. It, it's it, not too short, but it's it's a good length. It's it's comfortable. You can watch this and still do a bunch of shit throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it's uh it's great. The flower festival. Mm-hmm. The Festival of Roses. Festival of Roses. Uh Dare Rose Roosevelt. Roosevelt. It was uh <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I, I remember it looked funny. German's yeah. a stupid language. Yeah, it really is. I can say that. Having a stupid German name, uh, <laughs> it's very stupid. 
but uh yeah no that that part's great really yeah that that part brings to light like how good the costume design is there's a jester yeah the, the about jester. uh he's uh-huh. doing great he's you know they have like these knights that are like have these really cool designs the knights are fucking awesome it, it like i could see this movie getting rebooted like you know not that it needs it i guess but like there's enough here to like make like a full uh like fantasy movie yeah like a f- a, f- a full like modern uh-huh movie but yeah the knights were awesome i love those helmets they're yeah. like two separate pieces like top and yeah, bottom yeah it's like part of it's like a collar i think that comes up really it mm. it's cool it, it's just cool design um i love all the the parts when they and you know i I'm not the biggest fan of silent films leaning too much on like the written word. Yeah. But I do like just from the tone it it works towards the the times when they they just put like an old-timey page on the screen. Mhm. I like mm-hmm. it I guess it reminds me of Shrek. But <laughs> but I do like that when yeah. it's the whole screen is just a page yeah. of old text and a book. There's there's a part when the rabbi just puts a giant book into like a cubby mm-hmm. and mm. locks it up. I like that. There's a lot of little stuff, like little world building fantasy stuff that works really well in this. It is like a fantasy movie. A little bit. The more I'm thinking about it, like yeah. I don't I didn't read that anywhere, but it's like completely a fantasy movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, there's just kings and 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 knights and wizards mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. magic creatures. Like it's just a fantasy movie. Yeah, more or less. Uh, definitely define it as. It it just barely has enough like uh, you know, like attempting to be horrific. You know, yeah, it's it's the, like it's a horror scary. movie too, but I mean, yeah. like you know, the background for the horror is fantasy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 really great stuff. Uh, they can't help uh, the entire court can't help but laugh at the rabbi's. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's it's, telling them Jewish history, uh, which you know is more or less, I think, also Christian history. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the first half. Yeah, and they like can't help but laugh mm-hmm. uh, at one part, which he said. And remember, don't laugh, or great calamity will take place. Yeah, he said, don't laugh or speak words. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. It was a part when they introduced some guy, which in hindsight it's kind of funny. Like, why did they do that? But they they zoomed in on one of the ancestors in this like vision, mm-hmm. which and is also a cool effect. They like it was a cool effect. Yeah, that, they like smear away part of the frame and. But uh, it was like somebody, the wandering Jew. Yeah. (laughs) It's funny because he was in like a crowd of like hundreds of wandering Jews. Yeah. And, you know, I I said he's wandering where he is right now because he looks like almost at the camera and he's like, huh? Yeah. He looks very like haggard and like a little crazy. Yeah. He looks lost. Yeah. He's in the middle of the desert with hundreds of extras walking Mm -hmm. behind him in one direction. Mm -hmm. And, uh, we were saying that that's also what the jester told the king. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what cracks up the whole the whole uh, throne room. Yeah. And then the whole uh, throne room starts to, to crumble, mm-hmm. which is a, a good scene. The golem saves the king and thus All the, the Jews. Jews yeah. You know, which is great. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, it's, it was weird. Halfway through the movie, I was like, okay, like, 
things are going pretty well for everybody. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, you know, only in the beginning do things look grim because the edict comes out and the Jews have to be, you know, they have to move basically. Right, and this guy's making a golem and it's like, oh no, you know, yeah, things are going to go wrong. He's making it like, it seems like he's making that to defend the Jews. Yeah. But then he gets Florian to go to the emperor. He requests a uh, an audience, an audience with him. And he's granted that audience, mm -hmm. and then everybody's saved. So yeah, about you know, beginning of the third act of this movie, nothing's really wrong. No, yeah, the conflict of the movie is solved pretty much, and then it's just you know this fucking douchebag accidentally turns the golem back on, or not accidentally, he purposefully turns the golem back on because he doesn't. Florian know. was fucking his wife, or yeah, I think it's his wife. Was it supposed to be? I don't think it was supposed to be his wife. I think that guy was a helper to the rabbi, who was the girl's father. Uh, okay. And I think he might have had a hard-on for her. Okay. All right. But And he's just upset. Yeah, yeah. Incel, you mean. Yeah, he's an incel. One of the first cinematic incels. Yeah. First instance of cinematic incel violence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, Florian gets killed, which uh, he's like the only person who dies. Yeah. And, you know, his only crime was getting some pussy. Yeah. Uh, Amen, brother. I and mean, that's how it goes. <laughs> that's tragedy, modern tragedy of man. Mm -hmm. Get pussy. Die. Get killed by a golem. That's right. Happens every. <laughs> happens more than you'd think. Yep. Happens to the best of us. But that was cool. It's a cool part when he gets thrown off the building. It is. It's a nice... They and cut back to a big wide, yeah, and he gets tossed off, and yeah. it's like a doll. Yeah, it's not too bad. No, it's not you terrible. Know? There's a there's one uh there's a great. I was thinking the worst one I've seen in anything like approaching you know like high production. Mm -hmm. Somebody getting thrown off. This is a bit of a detour, I guess, but in The Sopranos, I've seen a scene where uh they're you know it's like oh you got the you know the money huh you know oh you know and these two guys and they throw him off of a a bridge mm -hmm. that he's at and uh they cut you know they cut from him being like wait wait you know and they've got him and then they cut to them throwing a doll off you know and it's <laughs> it's sort of stiff and falls and ah <laughs> 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 yeah the uh, scream 80 yard <laughs> and uh but this one's all right it you know it's obviously a doll because it's like what else Mm -hmm. could they do but they're like actually throwing it off a building too yeah yeah and it's this little mock-up village mm -hmm. it's pretty cool yeah yeah i mean this isn't there's not too much going on in this movie not really but it's it's enough for a silent film you know yeah yeah it's like it, it's just a it's cool because it, it was adapted from a book which was you know i think already a pre-existing legend and it, it works well as like a an at the time modern telling of an yeah. old legend yeah and that's how it comes across mm -hmm. and so there's not much you know, there's like one lesson to be gleaned from the whole thing, which is, I guess, yeah. fuck around and find out. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, that's it. But it's nice. It was well done. Um, it's cool. It's a. It's just a good October movie. Yeah, yeah. It's very good for a silent film. Very uh, enjoyable. Anything else you want to say before we get into our completely true stories? Uh, oh. Oh, oh, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, 
Um, if you guys are new this season or if you just forgot from last season, we rate our movies out of 10 possible true stories. That's right. Completely true stories. Because the Amityville uh, movies were based on completely, completely true, true stories. stories. Yeah. Of course. So, I'm sure you drew the connection yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's a good old silent horror film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like great or anything. I mean, maybe maybe like out of the crop of silent food, silent foobies <laughs> that I have seen, uh, it's one of the greater movies. But in the grand scheme of things, there's a lot better than this. Mm. Uh, that's not to take away from it. I'm just trying to explain where this movie sits. So I'd give it like a 7.5 out of 10 completely true stories. And there's nothing that, you know... I'm not upset at it. Like there wasn't some big thing missing mm-hmm. or anything, but you know, it's just a few points shy of being like a masterpiece. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what I gave it. Yeah. I'm more or less on the same page here. It's, it's, I mean, you know, it's great and I really enjoyed it and I was like pleasantly surprised. I was sort of, I was like, ah, oh, you know, we're watching a silent movie, you know, like these can be a bit of a crapshoot, mm-hmm. you know, if they're not, even if they're like super well-known ones. Yeah. You know, there's a chance you just might not enjoy it, but really enjoyable, um, you know, but it's like, you know, and for what it is, it, it's very, very good, you know, but to give it like a 10, you know, perfect right yeah. movie, you know, it's like, it's, that's not how I feel, mm-hmm. you know, and so, yeah, I'd like to distinguish that, like, I wouldn't say that there's anything wrong with it, really, mm. you know, it, it's not fucking anything up really it's just a you know it's pretty great and, and i can't i don't know i just can't call it perfect or anything so yeah it's seven seven feels right very right. good movie amen and a woman amen and a woman next uh episode which will be airing two days from now uh take we are taken from 1922 did i say this movie was uh what we're going from the twenties to nineteen sixty in France for eyes without a face. Wow. <laughs>